Welcome to chapel this morning. In just a few moments, we're going to have the opportunity to stand and sing together. And as is our custom, as is our custom, we'll do it in a style that we've not yet done um, this semester, a little bit different style. And each time we gather here and sing, we do so in a style that might be familiar to some and unfamiliar to others. So in the first chapel, it was really a blessing for us to get to just hear you. We do have a great accompanist here to play piano, but the main instrument this morning will be your voices. The main instrument will be the choir, which is you and us. So I'm going to ask you, as the video says each and every week, I'm going to ask you to put your books away, put your reading material away, and really lean in to the service. It's a very brief service this morning. So thank you. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Oh God, we know that you have been with us in the past. We know when we think over our lives that you've walked beside us when we were able to see you and know of your presence. And we know that you have walked beside us when we were not able to see you. And God, we are also confident that today you are with us, whether we acknowledge you or not. And God, I pray that you would instill within us the confidence that you will be with us tomorrow, whether we acknowledge you or not. So with full confidence in you and your existence here in this room right now among us, we pause to worship. Amen. Amen. So do 
long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me?
Lent is this time when we, in it may be a more intense way, turn our eyes upon Jesus and the season sort of collides with the school calendar, doesn't it? Spring break and Lent don't seem to have a whole lot to do with one another. But we're back here and I don't know what it's like. It's been a long time and I wasn't observing Lent when I was a student, but maybe uh, as you walk through these days. We're not even quite halfway through. You'll find yourself looking for opportunities to do what the song says. What does it mean to, to look here in such a way that it really just changed the way I think about all this other stuff that seems pretty heavy, doesn't it? I mentioned two weeks ago that instead of preaching during the season, I just wanted to read to you some things that maybe occur to me as I'm journaling. A little different approach, so I want to share this with you this morning. I heard last week that Pope Francis carries a stolen rosary in his pocket everywhere he goes. He reported it in an interview that he, he had stolen it out of the coffin of his deceased confessor. He took it right out of his cold folded hands in a moment of temptation and now he carries it with him. And his purpose in telling about it didn't seem at all about confessing some old sin, but more to confess that he's one of us. He's saying, me too. I've noticed something along the way. That when someone says, me too, I seem to feel more connected to God in those moments. I feel it in the core of who I am, some sort of belief or hope. There's a deeper faith that I know. That's, that's really what it is. In the moments when somebody's honest about their stuff and honest as they're seeking God and God's grace, in the midst of that honesty, faith seems to find me too. So I really appreciate Pope Francis and his honesty. And he's helping me believe by acknowledging his own failure, which helps me as I try to make this Lenten journey where I'm trying to be honest about myself and my stuff and my sin. Lent is a time for saying, me too. Me too, I struggle. Me too, I fail. I'm a sinner. Me too. It's a learned confession and not natural for most of us. The Pope carries his stolen goods not as a tool for prayer, but as a tool to recall his own sinful nature lest he find himself in judgment of his brothers and sisters. Every time his fingers touch the beads in his pocket, he remembers the day he stole the rosary right out of a saint's hands. He remembers, I'm sinful. Pope Francis knows for sure how hard it is for us to stay with that confession. So he carries those stolen beads 
And when he touches the rosary, he hears the Me Too confession resonate in his heart. I know other confessions, confessions of faith are important too. And it really may just be me, maybe it's only me, but confident faith, a life that never wobbles, a journey that hasn't yet known darkness, someone who's never been entangled in a sinful mess, confessions from those places are not near so helpful to me. In fact, sometimes, lots of times, they just make me feel lonely. And I feel my own spirit dampened by them. Grace flows most powerfully, to me anyway, when someone who loves God is willing to acknowledge the struggle they've had in loving God. And that maybe once along the way, or maybe many times along the way, they really blew it. I have a long litany of rosary confessions, things I carry in my mind that are reminders of my own sin and brokenness and the stuff that's in me. Barring a Me Too page from the Pope's Confession, I carry the memory that I joined the bullying of a junior high classmate who was kind of a goofball. I carry the memory that in high school I avoided a classmate who had lost his arm to cancer even after my favorite teacher pulled me aside and told me that he needed a friend. He died our senior year before I did what I knew was right to do. I carry some things with me from college too. Chief among them that I was really lazy academically and did not at all honor God with the gifts that I had been given of a mind to stretch and time to learn scholarly saints to respect and to know. I'm pretty old now and I have a long rosary of remembrances, each bead a story, some scene in my life where my brokenness was so apparent. And like Pope Francis, I still carry these memories with me and I can still feel the shame of them at times. I know that I'm forgiven. Scripture says God even forgets my sin, but I don't. Like Francis, maybe like anyone seeking God, the memories are for me calls to humility. They're calls to be watchful, to, to grant the grace to everyone else that God has granted to me. The sin and the struggle and darkness we know seems to lead us to say, me too, which is much better for us and much better for the world. Jesus seemed to want that confession to be on our lips. He wanted us aware of our own stuff, knowing that not to do so was so dangerous spiritually. Jesus knows the world is wounded when we forget who we are. So all the harsh words that come from Jesus' mouth, really every one of them, they're directed toward those who have forgotten that confession. Jesus knows that dishonesty about ourselves is the signature sin of all humanity. And patting ourselves on the back spiritually is our favorite pastime. It's a dangerous place to be. Dangerous for anyone longing to live and to love as we were made to live and to love. So, Jesus said startling things like, anger inside is equivalent to murder outside. Lust inside 
It's the same thing as adultery outside. And he could have gone on in the Sermon on the Mount. And he would today if he was preaching in that same startling way. Wouldn't he say things like cheating on a poli-sci quiz? It's equivalent to the president lying to the American people. Breaking the law by drinking underage? It's the same as an alcoholic being drunk and driving into a crowd at South by Southwest. Rejecting someone because of their ethnicity? That's the same as ethnic cleansing. Bullying a junior high boy who is wounded? That's the same thing as gang rape. Stealing a rosary? Stealing a rosary is like armed robbery of a 7-Eleven or like cooking the corporate books so that thousands and thousands of people lose every penny that they ever saved for retirement. Meaning, Jesus would say, meaning no one ever gets to pat themselves on the back. Meaning that we all seem to be complicit in everything that's wrong in the world. We all seem to have some toe in the ocean of humanity. And we're manifesting part of its sin and we're bearing, always bearing, part of its pain. But thanks be to God, we see Jesus. We do. We turn our eyes and we see Jesus in this season especially making a journey to Jerusalem, a journey onto the cross. And we know somehow that's all about us. So we get in this long Lenten line behind him. We get in line and we confess together. Me too. Would you quietly stand for a word of prayer? God, I pray for my brothers and sisters now. That in this day, they might hold honestly what is in them. But I pray too that they might hold it gracefully. In order that they might live. And they might love as you have called them to live and to love. Through Christ. Amen. Amen.